You're listening to Straight No Chaser. Andrew meets and checks the box of really every criteria that we were looking for. Very distinct privilege to introduce the new GM of the Cleveland Browns, the youngest GM in NFL history, Andrew Berry. One of the major attractions to returning to Cleveland for me that I haven't mentioned already is the opportunity to partner with Kevin Stefanski. Kevin and I got to know each other during last year's coaching search and maintained a genuine friendship from that point in time. I can assure everybody in this room that outside of Kevin's wife, Michelle, there's no bigger believer in and supporter of Kevin than me. Kevin and I have a shared vision regarding football philosophy, culture, and servant leadership that we think will lead towards success, and that forms the core basis for my excitement for what I know will be a deeper partnership over the next several years. My Dogs by Nature family, I hope this transmission finds you well. My name is Thelonious7, and you're listening to Straight No Chaser on Dogs by Nature Radio. We're a full month into the offseason. Add another tally to the years of futility, since 1964 that is. While most of America crowns Mahomes, we in Cleveland know it differently. Our Super Bowl takes place on a Thursday night in late April. It's the NFL draft to most other people. To help us get into the pre-drafting spirit, I've reached out to one of the most ardent and passionate draft nicks in all of the Dogs by Nature universe. Of course, I am referring to John W81. John hosts a series of fan posts that focus on the Cleveland Browns drafting process. He has been gracious with his time as he joins us here in the Straight No Chaser Studios. Hello everybody, this is John W81. Firstly, thanks for having me on your show, Thelonious. It's uh, really nice for you to reach out. John, it's great to have you here. I've been a fan of yours from way back. You know, the main reason that I reached out to you is because of your unabashed enthusiasm for the Cleveland Browns draft process. Well, what is the source of your passion? What is the process for your researching players? So, yeah, so uh, my uh, enthusiasm for the Browns draft and source of my passion. Interesting question. Um, so I became a Browns fan in 2010. It didn't take long for me to realize that uh, quite frankly we stink um, and when I discovered the draft it was something really interesting to me uh, this idea of parity the worst teams getting the shot at the best players you know we really don't have anything like this in England uh, Premier League football in England is very uh, it's been very biased over the years the richest owners will buy the best players and there's no chance of parity I think we had a fairy tale story recently with Leicester winning the league. You probably heard about that even in America, um, but that's an extreme rarity. So there's a charm to the system of uh, being able to draft uh, the best players to the the worst teams. Uh, my process for researching players is really quite basic. Uh, I look to sources um, as many as possible. Things like uh, uh, Walter Football to see the lists of the top players that they recommend. Matt Miller, I watch videos. Matt Waldman, Vach Lombardi, um, you know, all, all kinds of information. Uh, Daniel Jeremiah, uh, any source that I can find 
that um, tips me off as to who the sort of top uh, 15 or 20 players are at each each position. And then obviously on Twitter, uh, you find a lot of nuggets come through uh, about players that perhaps haven't come onto your radar. So there's a, a lot of different ways to find out about these players. And then in terms of my own research... So I'll look on the YouTube videos of uh, prospects play-by-play. I I tend to prefer, uh, because YouTube has a limited view, I don't like looking at receivers, corners, safeties, even to an extent linebackers. Um, So anything that happens close to the line of scrimmage is is just easier to to, uh, get a bit of a handle on, really. You got into drafting right around the same time that I did. And as we get more access to more tools, it's really fun to project what we think players are going to do on the next level. Uh, But before we get into the draft talk, let's talk about the Cleveland Browns a bit. Uh, What was your impression of the end of the 2019 football season and subsequent turnover of the head coach and general manager? What is your take on Stefanski? How confident do you feel with Andrew Barry leading the Browns into this offseason? Okay, my impression of the end of the 2019 season, uh, really the entire 29 season was a bit of a waste, um, but the big, if I had to put my finger on one thing that really I thought was the main issue, it was that we failed to get the best out of Baker. Um, I think that generally the feeling is that Baker is the franchise quarterback and that he is good enough to, to make us a winner in this league but I think we really failed to protect him and to make offensive game plans that uh, play to his strengths um, and I think it cost a lot of people their jobs as well and, and rightly so really um, because it is a waste of a season uh, to have a guy like Baker in place and, and not get the best out of him. Uh, my views on the new general manager, the new head coach and all these changes, I really don't know. Uh, I don't know a lot about these guys. Andrew Berry obviously was in the background here before. Um, uh, obviously we weren't drafting great in those days, but how, how much of that is on him? He obviously wasn't the primary decision maker. Uh, he seems like a smart enough chap. He's got a, a bit of a football background to him, which is good. Um, we'll see. I'm optimistic. Cautiously optimistic is, is probably how I feel about these changes. But then, I, I guess like most of us, we, uh, we end up feeling quite optimistic every year. You are absolutely right about Baker not living up to expectations. And probably the biggest reason this has happened so far in his career is because he's had so much instability in the coaching ranks. If I have any optimism about these two hires, it's that these guys will be here for at least five years. I'm optimistic about a five-year hire and how Baker will look in year five of Kevin Stefanski's offense. Now, looking at this team as we go into the 2020 season, what do you see as the most pressing needs? So the most pressing needs on this roster, well, we've got lots of needs in my opinion, Um, but pressing needs uh, if I give just one on offense um, I would go with um, right tackle uh, I just think Hubbard has been a, an absolute train wreck and I don't think anything we tried really gave stability there 
I'm not a fan of Greg Robinson at left tackle particularly, but I think that he can do a job to some extent. You know, if he has if he has a run of his better form, I don't think you notice him as much as you notice Hubbard. Um, obviously, right guard was a problem, although we did have a guy, I keep forgetting his name, who came in and seemed reasonably stable. Was it Teller? Um, and I, I think guard is a position where you can some, sometimes unearth gems in later rounds of the draft and uh, maybe even in free agency we could get a dependable guard so not not overly worried uh, there um, on defence I would go safety uh, I think we've got a bunch of needs on defence but um, the safety position I think was really um, poor all season uh, I, I would just love for us to find that safety that um, he's, you know, has got that athleticism, that quickness that can run with tight ends or receivers downfield, but also has got a nose for the ball and will just tear through traffic and take down a ball carrier. I think if we can find that kind of safety, it will just change uh, the defensive outlook uh, for the better. Okay, the needs are tackle, guard, safety. Of course, you're looking to get the best players. And that was on to FirstPick.com. FirstPick.com, one of the simulators you can use to game out the drafting prospect from your team's perspective. I'm just beginning to get into First Pick this year. Do you get influenced by the game scoring system? Or do you just sit back and pick the best players? What other draft simulators are you into? <laughs> so you're asking me about the, uh, the simulators. Uh... Yeah, so this first pick, it's a great simulator. You can do trades on that one. Uh, there's also the fan speak on the clock simulator. Um, you can't really do trades on that. I'm not sure if there's a premium package that you pay for that allows trades. But the good thing about fan speak is you can choose a lot of different um, big boards. So you've got guys on there like Matt Miller, but then you've got uh, the fan speak guys as well, and, and some other ones where they just they factor in what different experts big boards look like and so you can get a blend of different outcomes so that can be fun uh, the other one which uh, one of our guys suggested to me uh, last year I, f- I forget it might have been uh, midnight moses um was um the draft network um and that's pretty good yeah i, th- I think they seem nice and quick as well yeah i'd recommend that one okay so with that aside what does your dream mock draft look like um are there any players that you'd consider other than offensive tackle at the top? And who are your sleeper prospects that we all should know about? What does my dream draft look like is a difficult question to answer because, uh, I mean, dream within the realms of reality, you know, could happen. Um, not needing a bong mask to happen or something. Uh, I would say maybe Derek Brown falls to 10. And we take him and then trade up into the maybe the 20s um, and take someone like Josh Jones, offensive tackle. Um, and then hopefully we haven't used too many picks to get back up. And so before too long, we get another shot and maybe take a good safety. Um, there's a couple of safeties that uh, there's a small school guy, I think, um, OCBB pointed him out to me. Uh, looks pretty good. Uh, I forget his name off the top of my head. Um, let me see if he's in my notes. Um, Kyle Duggar um, looks like a pretty good prospect. So, yeah, that would be a dream draft from my perspective. 
Um, other players that I, I've considered other than offensive tackle, I presume this question is really about what I would do with pick 10. Well, obviously I've said Derek Brown. Um, there, there are other guys I'd consider there, yeah. Uh, if somehow Jeffrey Akuda fell, I don't think you can pass on him at 10, although I think there's almost no chance of that happening. Um, also, I would say Isaiah Simmons. Um, I've not looked at much of his tape. He's, he's one of those guys that I, I'm not particularly effective at figuring out uh, You know, guys that play uh, linebacker, safety, those kinds of positions. But um, a lot of our guys on DBN speak highly of Simmons. A lot of people in the draft community, he, he seems like a versatile player. I think we'd have to consider him a 10, but I'd be amazed if he was there. So yeah, I'm not absolutely locked in on getting a tackle at 10. And I think that perhaps, uh, uh, as in my dream scenario, we might even be able to trade back up from the second round, um, get back into the uh, mid to late part of the first and still get a decent offensive tackle. But yeah, considering how bad last season was, it's a real risk um, to, to leave that to chance. So I would say they're going to go offensive tackle at 10. Uh, I think that's almost certain at this point. Who are my sleeper prospects? Well, funnily enough, at the start of draft season, um, when I started to go through a lot of the guys, there, there were some guys that were lower rated that I really liked to start with who are now higher rated. So I guess I can't claim them as sleepers. Um, but I suppose if you're saying sleeper, you're saying guys that uh, maybe you can get outside of the first couple of... Um, you know the first couple of rounds and I think that guys like maybe Denzel Mims wide receiver um, yeah, uh, Antonio Gandhi Golden another good wide receiver there um, who else have I got on my list uh, there's a guy called James Lynch plays for Baylor um, played defensive end for Baylor looks like maybe he'd be better suited to defensive tackle uh, in the NFL but I think he's got a lot of potential great power great use of hands uh, really like the look of him um, and then, um, yeah, guards, I, I particularly liked, uh, I think he's a Notre Dame player, Tommy Kramer, um, big hulking guard, uh, lots of power, um, but I'm not sure, I hate, keep hearing people say that we're going to use this um, zone blocking scheme, I don't think he'd fit that scheme to be fair, um, however there's a centre that I like, Jake Hansen, um, you know, uh, not quite as powerful but very quick and seems very uh, intelligent um, spots what's happening in front of him very well so yeah maybe he's a, a good sleeper to point out uh, John thanks for the heads up I'll be keeping an eye out for some of those players that you mentioned I also posted my mock draft that I did from first pick up on your draft thread I went with two offensive tackles to start off with and one of the guys that you talked about earlier on, John Jones, ended up on my team, as well as Kyle Duggar. We can only cross our fingers and hope that a guy like that ends up in Cleveland. And as for me, the sleepers that I like, one is the tight end from Missouri. Additionally, I also like A.J. Dillon out of Boston College. That is definitely the fullback of Tony Grossi's dreams. So with that, we're going to wrap up this episode of Straight No Chaser with John W81. John, any final thoughts? And that's it, I guess. So I've tried to be fairly short and sweet. Um, thanks ever so much for inviting me on. Really nice of you. Um, 
final thoughts, I would just say that um, I would encourage ones to come and look at the mock draft page. It's more than just people slapping mock drafts down. Um, lots of good information there. And I'm doing a, a little series in there in the comment section where I'm breaking up video clips um, from uh, YouTube and just highlight, uh, highlighting and analysing some of the prospects that, that really are in contention or at least in the conversation for pick number 10 uh, so far I've done Derek Brown who I absolutely love I think he's a really complete looking player um, I've done um, right tackle uh, Tristan Wirfs um, who to, to be fair to him I've broken down his worst game which was the Michigan game um, but there's some serious uh, technique concerns that are highlighted in that game so I'd encourage ones to go and check that out um, and I'll continue to do so right up to the draft to try and get as many of the guys that are in realistic contention of 10 um, as possible. So, yeah. So, thanks. And uh, this has been fun. See ya. Man, John, it was great to have you. Definitely going to include a link to your uh, fan posts in the article accompanying the show. Well, with that, we'll put this one in the books. Thanks for taking time out of your busy schedule to make Dogs by Nature Radio part of your day. Well... You've been listening to Straight No Chaser. I am your host, Thelonious7 on Dogs by Nature. Take care.